0: Sex is what got us into this parenting situation. But is sex still sexy? Is it top priority? Yeah, that's what she said. (laughs) Go ahead, shake that jar of sprinkles, and celebrate your role as a mom. I'm Stephanie Fleece. And I'm Michelle Fortin with City Mom Collective, and our hope is that this podcast brings a smile to your face, a skip to your step, and a sprinkle or two to your mundane. This is Just Add Sprinkles Celebrating Motherhood, a podcast by City Mom Collective. Okay, this episode is 94, number 94 of Just Add Sprinkles Celebrating Motherhood. And with Valentine's Day right around the corner, we have expectations.
1: Yes, to give love, to show love, to receive love, and maybe to make some love. Oh,
0: hey! You don't have to go into too much detail, but I'm curious. What does Valentine's Day look like for you and Alan?
1: You know, I hate to say this because I am going to make people jealous, but I'm just going to say it anyway. Uh, we are going to Mexico. Oh, wow. And uh, just the Is two of like us. normal every Valentine's friends.
0: Day you do this? No,
1: no, but this year we are. And you know what? It does make the topic of sexual intimacy a little bit easier when you're in Mexico with your partner. You know, no kids around.
0: Oh, yes. That so, is hot. How about you? Hot, hot. down in Mexico. Well, we are not going to Mexico. Uh, our children will 100% be around. <laughs> I mean, lucky uh, ducks. So I have a unique situation in that my birthday is the day before Valentine's Day. And it is a well-known fact among my friends, family, and of course my husband, that those are two separate holidays never, ever to be combined. Uh, there's one one boyfriend I had in college who gave me a combo gift, and that relationship did not last a minute longer. <laughs> <laughs> but it is hard, guys. Because, because then we'll do something for my birthday, and then Valentine's Day is kind of like, eh, well, we just did something. I don't really need to do anything else. <laughs> yes. So t- I mean, it's we really it, – and and so to say that's kind of the opposite of what you're doing, we'll we probably just really downplay – we'll give each other some small gifts – we'll do something for the kids as far as getting them gifts. We might do a fun, you know, might whatever I'm making for dinner that night, make put it in a heart shape. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's really super low key and honestly not all that romantic. So, you win on this one, Steph. <laughs> you know what? But but next year,
1: it's a we try to do this every other year and not always around Valentine's Day, but my typical Valentine's Day is much more similar to what you just explained. So, uh no but it, i am jealous of mexico yes. yeah well in this episode we are going to talk about that topic it's specifically sex
0: after babies yes and if this topic makes you cringe a little bit you're not alone i am very uncomfortable i don't like talking yes. about this but also yes statistics so according to a survey by lessa l e s s a it's a mattress company staff it's really interesting that they wanted to look into this topic right Kind of makes yes, sense. Very interesting. <laughs> There's some things that happen on their mattresses. Anyway, 46%. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I I think I'm going to like mitigate my uncomfortableness with a lot of jokes in this episode. So just be warned. <laughs> okay. Okay. So according okay. to the survey, 46% of the nearly 1,000 parents that were asked said the quality of their sex life got worse after kids. And unfortunately,
1: that doesn't mean that it got better for the 54%. And no. Uh, mm-hmm. 40% of women and 47% of men said that it stayed the same, mm-hmm. while only 10% of men and 13% of women said sex got better after adding kids to the family.
0: So if your sex life got worse after having kids, you are by far in the majority. And also, according to the study, some of all of that has to do with desire, of course, but also frequency. Um, respondents reported having sex about 19 times a month pre-kids and 10 times after.
1: And when you're going to have sex is a big issue with children in the
0: house. Mm-hmm. So They kind of ruin the whole thing. They do. Yeah.
1: <sighs> yeah. So here are the top ways that mom and dad get it done. <laughs> they wait until the kids are asleep. Being super quiet. They put the kids to bed early. Showering together. Now it's getting steamy. I uh, use <laughs> actually steamy. Uh, I'm sorry. Can technology. we talk about shower
0: sex for a second? I I've never okay. really. It's 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 just so. There's so many possibilities for disaster in that situation. Like you have to be super super careful because I could I, I scares me like the, the rate of concussions. I feel like. If, if that's something you're what? able to do thumbs up that's great i just feel like it's so slippery and you know i don't know <laughs> okay anyway if anyone is listening and
1: knows anyone that has gotten a concussion while having <laughs> sex in the shower it's happened. i promise you it's happened to
0: somebody
1: <laughs> okay it, it's got to be like point zero one percent maybe less Maybe, maybe less, but <laughs> okay. Oh, that is hilarious. But okay, back to the topic at hand. <laughs> so some of the ways that parents are getting it done yeah. is also using technology to distract their kids Probably or fine. just getting rid of them. So <laughs> dropping them, you know, dropping them dropping off on the side him, of the road. Yeah,
0: kicking them off the door,
1: yeah. <laughs> or dr- specifically dropping them off with a relative or waiting until they leave for
0: school. Yeah. But still, 15% of parents said their kids have walked in on them having sex. Ooh. That is a very scary and
1: real thing. 15%. 15%. And yeah. I bet,
0: hmm, <clears throat> I'm going to bet that number goes up. Um, I don't know. 15% actually feels a little low, but I guess most parents are just real careful.
1: So. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Uh, This overall topic of sex after kids is a hot topic here at City Mom Collective.
0: Hot hot and spicy over here, City Mom. Um, And speaking of hot, there's an article over at Birmingham Mom Collective. It's actually a series, two-part series that they did called Let's Mm -hmm. Talk About Sex After Babies." So let's sing that together. Let's talk about sex after after baby. baby. (laughs) (laughs) Let's not go into that industry. Okay. And I'm. I am obsessed with this writer. She just, yeah, she wrote this. So amazing. She starts her post with this sentence. Periodically. My mind drifts back to those early days of dating my husband. I'm amazed at just how easily and naturally physical intimacy came to us. I swear it was like a crispy cream. The hot now sign was literally always on. (laughs) I love
1: that. And I relate to that. no, Oh, for sure. Well, what's equally as awesome to me is her next life line. She says, fast forward a handful of years and throw parenting in the mix and intimacy became a bit more like the donuts you get in a gas station, rarely hot and occasionally stale. Is that not
0: the most brilliant analogy you've ever heard? <laughs> We a uh, round oh. applause for Bourbon Campbell Collective. That one, that's just yes. and, and it makes sense because a we all love donuts. That's a universal yep. fact, and 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 b yes, hot now in the beginning, and then after kids, it's it, it goes down. No matter how you look at it, you know that everything goes so goes downhill. Down. You know, including our bodies and our desires and our time. <laughs> yep. uh, well, yes. she shares something else <laughs> that I will admit I've struggled with this too. Um, Again, I'm quoting this post here. She says, for years, I wondered if we were alone in this struggle. Somehow, I had an assumption that other people's sex lives were easily full of passion and excitement. Where on earth would I get that assumption, you ask? Oh, I don't know. Maybe everywhere. (laughs) Mainstream portrayals of women being hot and ready are commonplace. But the more I've read and talked with others, I'm convinced the struggle is real for many couples, particularly those in the parenthood category. No. Oh, I have to say, oh. I was just talking with a, a friend of mine about this very whole sex and marriage topic. And I was telling her I was so frustrated. My husband and I watched the show Yellowstone. Um and uh, do you watch that show, Steph? Uh my husband does, but I do not. Well, that you should, I should probably inform you about some things that happen in that show that he that he sees. <laughs> but they okay. what the main and I love the show. It's a great show. Uh the main female characters are always portrayed as like these sexual, like they're always instigating sex. They're always ready for sex. Like they, like her husband wakes her up in the morning to kiss her goodbye. And she's like, don't leave. Let's have sex. And I'm like, who actually does that? Like, uh, you know, I'm going to be like, why did you wake me? I'm going back to sleep. Have a good day. (laughs) I just feel like it's so unrealistic and it's frustrating. (laughs) It's very,
1: you know what? It's more abnormal. I do know that there are women out there that have more of a sex drive and sex appetite than their husbands. 30%. So, of, I read this stat.
0: It's 30% of heterosexual marriages. The, so it's a minority. The women have a higher sex drive. Okay. So it's, it's definitely abnormal for sure. Well, it also I feel like. I feel like that that was like earlier in our relationship that was different. But now sleep is like Mm -hmm. so much more of a big deal. Mm -hmm. I would have gladly had sex over sleep earlier on. But now post kids and working and all that. I'm like, yeah, sometimes I just want (sighs) to sleep. (sighs) I know. Well, uh, Michelle and I
1: are not the experts on this topic. Like at all. I mean, Michelle even said both of us are a little uncomfortable even talking about this topic, but it is an important topic. (laughs) And so we have brought in an expert to share some tips today. Uh, That expert is Dr. Erin Ross. Erin is a licensed marriage and family therapist in San Antonio, Texas. She's been married for 13 years and has three kids. And she is the managing director of one of our sister sites, Alamo City Moms.
2: First, I want to point out that while Valentine's Day is fun and supposedly filled with googly-eyed love, it often brings the heaviness and built-in pressure to feel happy and carefree and loved. If it does this for you, yay, it's only a week away. However, if it doesn't do this for you, that's completely understandable and okay. You're a mom, you're a partner, you've got a ton on your plate. That means sometimes love and physical intimacy take the back burner. So here are my quick tips for trying to refocus some of that attention on your relationship. After all, one day the kids will be gone, you'll retire from that job, and you'll be staring at your partner wondering what's next. I don't want you staring at a stranger, but with a person with whom you've shared intimate moments in love with. So here's the deal. Number one, take a moment to think about your turn-ons and turn-offs. I know it sounds strange and personal, not necessarily relational, but it matters. Before your partner can know you, you have to know yourself. In this particular situation, that means getting to know your sexual self. Are you turned on when you have music playing? Are you turned off when your partner hasn't brushed their teeth? Are you more interested in sex during the day or the nighttime? These are small things that make a big difference. Once you figure out some of these personal favorites or things that make you cringe, please tell your partner. They cannot know if you don't. Communication is really key
0: in this area. If you never talk about what you need or want, you're setting yourself up for a lot of disappointment. Oh, for sure. And this is something that
1: I actually, I don't feel like, you know, my husband and I talked a lot about. I I think it was just this topic that like we're like, yeah, that's an important part of our lives. But it's not something we talk about outside of, you know. The bedroom or the act. Okay. Well, I think too, um and if you're yeah. not if you're, if your sex life hard. is
0: good and you're not wanting in that area, then you know, you're probably communicating in other ways than words stuff. But um, you know, but too like if if people are struggling in this area, maybe you know, you know, women not orgasming on a regular basis is it a, a real issue. And if you're not communicating with your partner, I'm not orgasm I'm not having an orgasm or um I'm not You know, what you're doing, is it going to make, is it going to cause me to have one? Um, You have to say those things in order for a change to happen or for things to actually start working, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, uh, we all know those
1: song lyrics that go on and on about making love all night.
0: Yeah.
2: Erin says not to worry about that. Number two, recognize the power of the quickie. Sure. Hours of sex sound fantastic for some. But newsflash, kids don't care about your sex life and neither does your work schedule. Life happens and as a result, our sex lives can dwindle before our eyes. Why? Because there just aren't enough hours in the day. But guess what? That's totally fine because you don't need hours for a quickie. You might not even need more than five minutes. That doesn't mean those five minutes aren't filled with love. The reframe on that one is that you and your partner recognize the time constraints and recognize the desire to connect physically. In fact, you don't even have to have sex; just making the connection is what it's all about. So, rethink the importance of a lovemaking session. Learn to appreciate the art of a quickie.
1: You know, Michelle, time is a huge barrier for a great sex life,
0: mm-hmm.
1: don't you think? I
0: think, yeah. Uh, but
1: the, yeah, but this tip does change that perspective a little bit.
0: And I just love that someone with a master's degree, and a PhD, is just throwing the word "quickie" around like it's. Yes. You know? Yeah. I love it. Mm. I love Aaron. I do appreciate that. I am all about productivity here. So I
1: am like a good quickie <laughs> here and there. will let me get to the next thing, which is Please. oftentimes
0: for me going to bed. Seriously. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, it, sometimes you feel guilty because, you know, you just, it's something it how you check the box. You feel like sometimes, yeah, but sometimes, yeah, you do, yeah. you know, you have to create that intimacy and, and get it done and move on to the next thing. And that's, that's fine. Yeah. According to Dr. Ross. Right. So are we loving yes. Dr. Ross's advice or what? Uh, yes, are. please. Okay, so she's going to blow your mind here. Do you even know what sex is?
2: Number three, expand your definition of sex. The definition of sexual activity is not simply penetrative sex. I mean, that's a lovely part of sexual activity, but it's not everything. Sometimes we're exhausted. Sometimes we're touched out. And sometimes we just want to be pleased physically, but not necessarily want to return the favor. All of that is okay and valid, and also very typical. Consensual sex is always number one, but other than that, you and your partner get to define what good sex looks like. Oral stimulation, manual stimulation, and even just a good makeout session can do wonders for your connection. The goal doesn't have to be penetrative sex to be counted as sexual intimacy. It is only defined by you and your partner.
0: Okay. Okay. Confession time,
2: Steph.
0: Um. This reminds me of my days at Bible college. And of course, everyone was saving themselves for marriage. And we would come up with these great lists of the quote unquote things we could do that were actually sex, but still lots of fun. <laughs> See, and if you went to Bible college, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but, you know, think back to those days, you know, and, and all that stuff is sexual and intimate and It's fun to do even after you've already had a lot of sex and made babies. Yes. Well, uh,
1: Michelle, I recently read a statistic and I realized that this is likely a stretch to be defined as sexual intimacy, but it's kind of along those lines. So I read the statistic that only the average hug only lasts 2.1 seconds, which makes sense. So sad. You know, I'm a hugger, so...
0: I know you're However, not a hugger,
1: but... No, I'm not. However, science has proven that for a hug to release the endorphins that make it beneficial for us and for the relationship to feel loved, it needs to last over seven seconds. Bring it So, on. you know what? <laughs> Valentine's Day, I'm going to try as many seven, eight-second hugs with my husband as possible. Aww.
0: I love that I, uh prediction it's going to turn into a little longer a little bit more than a we hug. are in
1: we will be in mexico so yeah that's true be a little be different. <laughs> yeah it's a it's a mommy and daddy hug <laughs> <laughs> um
0: yeah and i you know i love that the, the other the study that we mentioned earlier too from the mattress company uh, they did talk too about like uh it will link to their study in our in our show notes but they they talked about like the sexual and intimacy acts that were common pre-kids and then which ones were common after kids and hmm. cuddlings, hugging was pretty low on the list pre-kids and then really high on the list after kids. So take that into consideration, stopping in the middle of your day and having a nice long 10 plus second hug, even though that's not sexual. And in, in, if it doesn't even if it doesn't lead to sex, still as an act of intimacy mm-hmm. that brings you closer right. together. And I love that.
1: Yeah, right. Well. Uh, The most important thing to remember here is that
2: it's not necessarily about sex anyway. Connection is the key. However you get there is up to you. So remember, knowledge and awareness and communication. Ask for what you want and usually you have a much easier time receiving it. That even goes for Valentine's gifts. So have a very happy Valentine's Day and be good to yourself.
1: Well, mamas, hopefully this episode normalized your feelings about sex during your phase of life and maybe gave you some ideas to increase intimacy with your partner.
0: Yeah, and you remember that Birmingham Mom Collective post that I'm obsessed with? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and their great donut analogies. OK, they have another one. Yes. And I have to tell you this instead. Okay. stuff. OK, she said, yeah. I joked with my husband that he's more like a Pop-Tart ready to go. <laughs> Whereas I'm more of a cinnamon roll. I need specific measurements, ideal conditions and patience and time but always worth it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I love
1: a good pun. And especially if it includes baked goods and sweets. (laughs) There is nothing wrong with bringing sweets into the bedroom. In fact, feel free to spice up this part of your life and just add sprinkles.
0: For show notes and more information on this episode of Just Add Sprinkles Celebrating Motherhood, please visit momcollective.com. There you can find more information on our topic, our guest, and our host, Stephanie Fleece. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to give a review wherever you listen to podcasts so we can keep encouraging moms to celebrate motherhood and just add sprinkles.